You're listening to the Fable 411 podcast produced by the City of Fable, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. Thanks for joining us for this Fable 411. I'm Gab McRoberts. And I'm Sherry Kropp, and we're your host for the podcast. The Fable 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fayetteville, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fayetteville. Now, on our show today, we're joined by Tiffany Neal. She's the Assistant Director for Fayetteville Area System of Transit. Tiffany, thank you for coming on the show. Hi, how are you guys? Good. We are doing great. Good. Well, we're really excited to talk about all things fast. So I think one of the first things we'll talk about, you know, when COVID first hit, uh, fast took many safety measures uh, into place to to make sure drivers were safe and passengers were safe. One of the things was you made all fares, did away from, with all fares. Basically, you could ride the bus for fee, for free. Well, that's getting ready to change. Tell me a little bit where we are now that we're reinstituting fares. Thank you for asking. So next month, sometime in April, we will be looking at um, phasing into full service, pre-COVID service, where we had service from 5 a.m. to roughly 11 p.m. daily. Um, one of the things now that we are doing is we have just been awarded a grant for a cashless fare collection system, and this will allow us not to have to use the fare boxes any longer. So with this, um, we will be able to use the same vendor that we had before, Token Transit, who was very instrumental in helping us with our um, semester pass program, where we worked with Fayetteville State and Methodist and FTCC. And so our customers will be able to download Token Transit, the app, find fast. They will be able to buy their passes, buy their tickets online and be able to show their phone with whatever imaging for the current day to the operator. They will not have to put any money in their fare boxes any longer. So we're really, really excited about rolling that out beginning in April. Now, for the, the, the passengers who still want to pay with cash, um, what options are you looking at for those passengers? So those passengers would have to come to the transit center. They would be able to pay in cash to the dispatcher that's on duty seven days a week. Um, and then they will be able to have the pass downloaded to their phone by the dispatcher. The dispatcher would send the pass directly to their smartphone. And from there, they could show the operator. And Tiffany, I know another change that um, was made was limiting the hours of the bus routes. I think you reduced it to 7 p.m. Yes. Um, and so talk about what your fast reopening plan is going to be. So a part of our schedules now, we did reduce. We've almost been in a reduced service for about nine months to a year now. And so we were ending all of our service around 7 p.m. nightly. Um, now we are in April, as we will begin to phase back into full service, we will go back to service ending around 11, the last trip on most routes being uh, around 10 p.m. And so we will slowly but surely go right back into full service, but we'll do it in a staggered way. I'm not sure that we will do everything all at once in April, um, just because we still will be trying to maintain social distancing and still making sure that we are keeping our employees, our customers and our community safe. 
Now, I, I know you guys did a lot of other safety measures. Are they still going to be in place when you go into reopening such Absolutely. as uh, like the standing line and stuff like that? Yes, Tell me about that. Yes. So uh, during COVID, we decided to extend the standing line. The standing line is that yellow line that's at the front of the bus in which any customers that are on the bus cannot exceed that line per federal regulation. We've moved that back to give the operator some more protections. Um, we're still doing the rear boardings where customers will get on and off the vehicles at the back door. Uh, customers with mobility issues and may need the lift or the ramp can still come through the front door. Um, our operators do on the fixed route have the plexiglasses put in as a barrier for them as well. At one time we had the shower curtains up and the operators like that. Um, we have since taken those down. We will still have the uh, limited capacity on the vehicles even when we get into full service a little bit and we will slowly but surely phase out of that. We're just looking at the data in our area. We just wanna make sure that our citizens, our customers and our employees remain safe. So we'll gradually get back to pre-COVID service. Now, some of these, uh, the, you mentioned the plexiglass barriers. Are these also going to be in the new buses that are coming in? Yes, so excited about the new buses. <laughs> we have four new buses coming in uh, sometime late spring, early summer. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we were able to partner with uh, another transit system within the state and getting us um, a contract and being able to really piggyback on their contract. And so it really shaved our process down by months. And so we're really excited that hopefully by midsummer we will have those buses and hopefully into our operation midsummer. Now, uh, you might have touched on this earlier. The This was purchased outside of your normal processes, right? Yes. Tell me a little bit about... Um, what, how, how you partnered up with some of the other agencies to purchase these buses? So a lot of times within transit, when there are other systems that um, are looking to purchase buses, it, somebody's always looking to buy buses. And so um, sometimes there are contracts written that will allow other systems to join in. And so you don't have to develop your own contract from start to finish. A lot of times that will shave off the timing that it'll take for you to get the new buses when you can jump on another contract. And so we were fortunate enough to find another contract within the state. It made it so much easier for us. And I'm saying easier lightly. Um, but from a timing perspective, it really gave us some time to have our vehicles in much sooner. Because without that, if we had to do our own process, we may have had to look at maybe six months to a year in addition to the current process that we're under now. Now, what's the ETA? Do you know what the ETA is for the buses to arrive? Late spring, early summer. That'll be exciting. Yes. And we're going to have all new logos and yes. new colors for the buses. Well, I don't know how we are going to um, bring about the rebranding. You know, that mm -hmm. could be very costly when you have mm -hmm. to re get p buses repainted or rewrapped and things like that. Slowly but surely, we will phase all of our fleet into the new logo. But I think these buses, we will initially go ahead and roll those out with the new branding. Now, Tiffany, are these new buses in addition to what you have or are they replacements? They will be replacements. Okay. Yes. Good. Um, so I know recently that you had a Transit Driver Appreciation Day yes. uh, to recognize the employees that work so hard to get the passengers to where they need to be. So, so talk about that. One of the things that um, I'm not really sure people really think about is even when COVID started and the cases increased and everything, we still came to work. 
transit did not stop and transit will not stop because it's what keeps our communities moving. We are so excited and have been so excited and very fortunate and appreciative of the heroes that work for us. Our theme since March, April has been heroes work here at Transit. And so we were so excited to celebrate Transit Appreciation Day. Uh, we have actually encompassed the whole department instead of just the operators. And so in years past, we've done things that, of course, we could do pre-COVID, like we've had gatherings, we've had caterings, you know, food brought in for the operators. We've given them gifts and things like that, just again, to acknowledge them for the hard work they do. Um, but this year, just because of COVID, we decided to do something different. So this year, in conjunction with the city's rebranding, we're excited. We were actually um, approved to rebrand our logo and was able to work with corporate communications on getting us a new logo. So this year we decided to gift our transit employees with new apparel that actually has our department's new logo. So we're excited in conjunction with the city's rebranding, we were able to provide brand new apparel for all of our employees, all of which they will wear on March 18th. So we're very, very excited about that. We also have the operator's spotlight. We have been doing that um, daily leading up to Transit Appreciation Day. And so we were really excited to do that. We've gotten some really good feedback from employees on being able to see themselves spotlighted. Yeah, that's that's good for their morale. Absolutely. And, and it's, uh, you're right. There has been a very good response to those postings on Facebook. Yes. I look every day and at all those great responses that they have. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, now, I think I saw a tagline. I'm not sure if it was like on your web page or somewhere, but... Um, it said something like, uh, "They, it's it's not an easy job. They just make it look easy. They do. So uh, it, we can't thank them enough. And you're always looking for new operators, new employees. And I know in the past that you've had some hiring fairs at rec centers. Yes. Um, so how are you doing that differently this year as far as um, hiring? Well, of course, we cannot have any hiring fairs, any face-to-face -face hiring fairs. Uh, we've explored different possibilities. One of the great things that we've been able to do even during COVID is partner with FTCC. We are still working through the logistics, but we are actually going to donate one of our retired buses to FTCC. They are going to assist us with a CDL program. So as uh, trainees come out of training with the CDL program, they will be training on Class A licenses and for us, Class B licenses, which is going to be very good for us. We will be able to go in and tell them about all of the benefits for working at FAST and potentially get some of them hired with us hoping that that would be successful, hoping, you know, we're hoping that we can branch out to other community colleges within the area who offer those same types of programs and hopefully uh, deal with our national CDL operator shortage because it's actually a national shortage, not just in Fayetteville. And, and I know FAST has, a you still have the special program where if you, um, if a person's interested in it, you help them get their, um, Air, air brakes uh, uh, licensing for their Class B CDL. Yes. So I, tell me a little bit about that program as well. So um, we do have a transit operator one position and a transit operator two position. We recently added the transit operator one position where they are not required to have a CDL license. Uh, the transit operator two, you do have to come in with your CDL and we will help you with the passenger endorsement 
piece of it. We will actually do the training, route training, vehicle training. You can use our vehicles and go to the DMV for the testing. Uh, once you get your license, we go ahead and finalize your training and get you out on the road. Well, that's exciting. Do you have any special events coming up soon for as far as like online or getting people uh, to, to sign up to be a fast driver? No, nothing special just yet. Again, really, our focus has been um, finalizing the partnership with FTCC. So we're hoping to get that. And then hopefully as the vaccines and everything roll out and the cases go down, we can get back to the higher affairs because those seem to be pretty productive and beneficial for us. Well, we got about two minutes left in the show. Um, are, I understand you guys are doing a customer service survey right now or yes. getting ready to roll that out soon? Yes. Our annual customer service survey is now online on our website, www.ridefast.net. Uh, we ask that anyone and everyone will go ahead and click the link and tell us how we're doing. Tell us how we can grow. What do you like about what we're doing? What can we improve on? We want to hear from our community. Well, Tiffany, we want to thank you for being our guest today on the 411. Uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. You can subscribe to Radio Fayetteville on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music Podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fayetteville has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. And you can also view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. And to get information about city services, go to our webpage at fablenc.gov. Thank you for joining us.